Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Greetings and welcome to the Games Master Team Championships. This is Under Consultation, an episode-by-episode podcast guide through the UK's greatest video game challenge TV show, Games Master. I am one of your hosts, Luke Owen, alone for this intro in what is a change to your regularly scheduled episodes. Um, You may have noticed in the last episode we said we were going to be doing the uh, Series 4 Episode 0, as we're calling it, where we're going to cover the the, the summer months that we missed between Series 3 and Series 4. However, we were messaged by a chap named Phil who told us that he knew someone from the Team Championships. Not only someone who was in the Team Championships, but someone who made it to the semi-finals and the finals and was one of the runners up for the only games master team championships sam of the humberside hawks so we said you know do you think sam would be interested in coming in the show and he said yeah he probably would uh, here's a way to contact him so we did and two days later we sat down with sam and we had a chat with him for about half an hour which you're about to hear now and we talked to him about his time on the team championships how he got involved how he found the process how he found the being the runner-up of the championships plus a couple of pretty startling revelations uh, about the, the the way that the show went down which we're very very like yeah we're kind of excited for you all to hear so um i'm gonna throw it over to the interview now but i just wanted to say thank you to phil for reaching out to us but also thank you to sam for taking the time to speak with us for this podcast uh so next week will be the uh promised episode for sorry series four episode zero episode where we go through the summer months that'll be coming out next week um and then we've got an interview with dominic diamond and then we'll be getting into series four so we're still a little few weeks off from actually getting into series four and heading down to hell but for now please do enjoy this interview with sam from the humberside hawks
This special episode of Under Consultation is a man who used to collect teddy bears but now cooks. He has a sister called Marnie and 14 cats. But perhaps more importantly, he was one of the runners up in the Games Master Team Championships as part of the Humberside Hawks. Please welcome to the show, Sam Thompson. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Nice intro. You've done your research. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're professionals on this show. We, uh, we've, we've watched the series. You definitely caught me off guard then. Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, so no, thank you so much for for joining us here. Uh, congratulations on being a runner up on the the team championships way back in the day. Um, I suppose like first off, you know, we'll kind of talk about the Humberside Hawks as a name initially. So like, how did how did your group come together, and how did the name come together? So I think we were just we were just struggling for a name, and I wanted something. At the time, I used to live in Hull or in Beverly, just outside Hull, and um, yeah, I, I, it just uh, I can't remember who came up with it. Yeah, just needed something to fill the box in. So I think there was an ice hockey team. I think the ice hockey team for Humberside was called the Humberside Hawks. So we just went with that. Wait, did you watch the show? Like, I'm assuming you watched like series one and series two. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I think from the age of about six or seven, I, I was really into gaming. You know, started on um, I had a Spectrum, uh, ZX Spectrum. Yeah, really got into gaming, a bit too much. And then it was the end of the second series, I believe. There was a, a, a flash up at the end, which said, and in those days it would have been send a self-addressed envelope to this address. And I just thought, you know, what the heck, did it and got the application form through. And then it was a couple of school buddies that I, I was in the class with. Obviously, there was kind of a news piece towards the end of the first half of series three, which was like, we're doing the team championships and they showed bits of the auditions. We found out while we were covering series three that actually there was meant to be an entire episode just on the audition process. Okay. Where they were where they were going to do a full 30 minutes showing the auditions. And I'm guessing using some of the footage that you that was recorded on the day, including bits that you guys just seemed to do to camera against a against a green screen. And I was wondering if you had any memories of shooting anything for that. So so the auditions um we were invited down to it was held in a in a school in Brixton. And I remember being super excited because I don't know if you if you ever heard like these sort of urban legends and rumours of the Sega bus um, and all of that kind of stuff. So we went down to this um, this school in Brixton. I remember I can't, I can't remember what time of year it was, but I remember it being dark. So I think it was in sort of winterish time. And in the in the school playground was a Nintendo bus, double decker bus, and a Sega, a, a, a two double decker buses essentially, both kitted out with you know obviously all all, all the um, consoles. Uh, there must have been like yeah, I suppose a dozen consoles set up on each level, and there were camera crews walking around. Uh, we we had a go each, and I think I played part of my audition a specific level on Mario Three. And I had that game, and I remember that you basically had to do a level in, in the quickest time. And I, I did the level in, in something like eighteen seconds or twenty seconds, and I think the record for the day was about a minute and a half. And it was it was one of those ones uh, in Mario Three where you could you could fly. So I just sort of cheated mm. and just went straight over the top of the level and, and finished it really quickly. And they were sort of jaws on the floor. Yeah, it was all over quite quickly. And then we went. They took us into classroom, I guess, and interviewed us for what seemed to be really really quick really just a couple of minutes and they were like that's fine and I was, I was i remember feeling really disappointed afterwards that it was too quick that was it and then yeah we went home i guess 
because there was a feature in series three where they kind of did like the auditions and sort of like showed you what the audition phase was like and there's like a team there that are going home looks like we've got a rather dejected team here not looking too happy they're all blaming each other lads 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 where are you going where are you going so was there like elimination style thing or did you find out on the day that you're going into it so so that there was that audition and then we heard back um i guess a few weeks or months later that we, we were going on the show and then we did yeah the quarterfinals and semifinals and then the finals and i remember the quarterfinals and semifinals being quite close together and then it wasn't till about a month or six weeks or maybe even longer so we went back to film the final so we did the quarterfinals and the semifinals i think over the same weekend if, if my memory's right uh, they moved from the the prison into the new location for the team championships which was this you know you know dank dark basement it was an old ball stall one thing that you don't realize when you're playing when, when you go on these shows is the, t- the amount of time waiting around there's loads of times waiting around and they do give the the um, sort of view that, you know, you're playing these games for the very first time. But in reality, you're practicing and you're competing against each other for, for hours and they'll be filming one quarterfinals and then we'll sort of swap around on most of the games. You, you get a real, real good practice. Were you all practicing on the games that you were going to play in the challenges or were they just kind of like trying to keep you warm? I remember the first game. So it was us uh, against the Hackney Pranksters, and this is chapping it. Um, uh, uh, a guy called Alton, who was massive, really, really huge guy. And then there was a guy called Sunil, and I don't know if you've done any research on him because he got his own show on Sky. I did not know that. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, he got his own. I remember seeing him not so because he was quite he was quite chatty. Um, he got his own show on on Sky, and in the practice Mario Kart, it was. I was constantly coming second or third. Alton was smashing it every single time, beating us. Literally nine nine times out of ten, um, Alton was beating me. And then you can see in the in the replay how excited I was when I beat him because um, that was like literally the second time in fifty game, fifty matches that I actually beat him, and I did it on 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 the day. So um, yeah, it was it was total role reversal so you were there for series three, which is kind of a very controversial series, not only for the format changes. But for the presenter changes, because you were there for the, like the George Lazenby of Gamesmaster, Dexter Fletcher, just there for one and done. Did you get to interact much with Dex off camera or with Dave Perry, his co-host? He was really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not so much Dave, because they, they, that, that, they were filmed a lot of them separately. And what you don't realise is some of the people that were on the shows I were on, I, I met and others I didn't. So, for example, I remember meeting um, uh, Dex, Dexter used to come up and just come sit down next to us, all right, lads, how you doing? And just eating his lunch. He was really nice, really nice chap, um, very friendly. But we are all quite, you know, I was 13. We were all quite in awe of um, of him. You know, he was he was a, a celebrity at the time, so. Did you watch Press Gang? Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, of course. And, uh, yeah, he was obviously in um, Bugsy uh, Malone as well. I remember meeting Jet from the Gladiators. That was a bit surreal. Walking around the corner, and she comes out the door in her in her Gladiators outfit, and I was like, "Hello, nice to meet you." I shook her hand, and then um, one of the best best celebrities that that, that I met was uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. That was cool. And again, he came no out in his clobber. I, I was going to ask, like, were you there for the celebrity challenges? Because, like, we we kind of presumed that they might have done like the all of your stuff and then filmed all the celebrity stuff afterwards. So I believe on one of the shows I was on, Frank Bruno was on it. But that was filmed when I wasn't there. 
But then Macho Man Randy Savage wasn't on one of the episodes I was on, but I did meet him. So there was, um, yeah, so you're right. It's sort of filmed differently and then stitched together afterwards. Yeah, that's what we presumed. That was really cool that you got to meet Macho Man there. Because that, that was, we were saying, like, that was our favorite celebrity challenge of the series as well. You were already pretty high in our books, kind of like being in the team championships. And the fact that you've met <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage, that's just put you up even further, particularly because both me and Luke love wrestling. <laughs> I mean, Luke, it's his day job. My day job. Yeah, and I remember, because um, I, was, I was 13, I wasn't that tall for my age, um, but I remember him only being a couple of inches taller than me. So he must have been about, I don't know, five, six, five, seven, five, eight, something like that. He was, he was quite short, but he had the full, you know, cowboy hat and glasses and everything. So uh, before we got on, before we started doing this interview, you held up your Games Master Golden Joystick that you won. But it's not the diamond encrusted Golden Games Master Golden Joystick that the winners got. So it says on their Games Master Team Championship runner up, 93 to 94. That is actually very cool. Because that's like we were saying on the show, that's like a unique Games Master Golden Joystick. Like the ones that you got from the final must be like, yeah, they're yeah. the most unique versions of the thing. I did want to ask about the uh, the the winner's golden joystick, the diamond encrusted one, because you you said there that I think just before we came on mic, they weren't real jewels. It was not as diamond encrusted as Dexter Fletcher might have promised us. I I, I do remember one of the I don't know who it was a runner or what producer or um, last minute sticking the the like um, plastic diamonds onto it last minute and then falling <laughs> off and then sticking them back on. No one was going to give teenagers actual diamond encrusted anything. That was just, that was crazy. <laughs> they probably would do nowadays, wouldn't they? You know, what YouTubers get paid. <laughs> well, Luke. <laughs> uh, I'll look into it. <laughs> <laughs> so on your first heat, you faced off against Simon Amstel. Incessant All-Stars. It's amazing because you could actually see the personality he was going to be on television was already there. He says, he goes, I'm, I'm after your job, Dexter. <laughs> was he like that all the time that you were with him? Was it off camera, on camera, yes. the same person? Yes. And I think I do vaguely remember um, uh, off camera at some point, we were practicing and Dexter, we were having a chat and um, Dexter actually said to him, do you ever stop bloody talking? Yeah, he was, he was nice, nice, nice chat. It's really funny as well, because like by the end, because he's a very like cocksure kid as well, like the crowd start to boo him a little bit by the end when he's like really giving it large, which yeah. like proper like baby faces you guys up. Now we've got two teams left, but ending out for a place in our championship semi-final. We've got the Humberside Hawks here on my right. Sam, you're going to be playing the next challenge, are you? Yeah. Feeling confident? Yeah. You are? Yeah. yeah? Simple Easy. as that? Easy. You're going to be playing Simon the Big Mouth here. Simon, are you confident? I'm so confident. I, d I don't see why I should be playing this guy. I mean, it's just... It's going to be good. It's too easy for me. I need, I, need, I, need some I need a challenge. You need a challenge. Well, do you think you're going to muster up a challenge for him, Sam? Yeah, I mean, no sweat. Yeah, he, they were literally booing him because he, what you've got to imagine as well is probably only, what, 10 15% of what he said to, to camera made the cut. So, um, yeah, they go from from nothing to heavily booing him quite quickly. So you play Street Fighter 2, Special Champ Edition on the Mega Drive. How confident were you going into that? I'd never played on the Mega Drive, but I had it on the SNES and... That was definitely nice up my sleeve. You, uh, you guys made it through the uh, your first heat, beating him off the competition. Um, actually, like it was kind of like it was a really like comfortable win for you, as you said. Like you know, you kind of won all of the challenge that you did. How like was there like a real sense of like competitiveness amongst all the other teams, particularly when you got into the semi-finals? Uh, there was massive competition from the start. I think the 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 the, the, the level of competition between the teams. I think I was probably the most competitive, to be honest. <laughs> The anxiety levels increased as we went through the different heats. 
the, the competition was there from the day one. Um, and uh, and as I referenced earlier, when we were playing um, Mario Kart, um, I think it was me, Alton, and Sunil, if my memory's right. And Sunil was smashing it every single time. And then, as I said, I won it on 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 the on the night. Um, but yeah, the competition was 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 fierce from day one. Was there any game like that you had in the in your heat uh, and your semi-final and the final that you were like supremely confident on it's just like ah i'm gonna nail this like this will be fine well i don't know the thing is you gotta remember is is everyone else was well a lot of the other guys were were um good gamers you know like street fight 2 it's it's who can who can consistently pull off a dragon punch you know when you're going head to head or, or fireballs you know who, who can who can do that consistently i was quite confident with street fighter 2 because you know, I used to play that a lot. And as I said, that was my forte. But the, what, what is quite interesting is I think there were some games that I played which didn't make the TV, and there were some new prototype games as well. I remember some of the games they weren't they weren't released yet, so it was basically they were putting a circuit board into for the for the SNES and the Mega Drive. They were just like inserting a um uh, a cartridge, I guess, but a tall cartridge, and it was just a circuit board without yeah. the um the plastic casing on it, which is interesting. Yeah, for things like that, for Games Master and also for Bad Influence, uh, you, the production companies would have a blank board for the console and then the manufacturers would actually just send them a bag of chips and then they would plug the chips in. And so, but but yeah, they're perilous boards. Yeah. Like, you know, you wouldn't want to close a door too, too hard next to one because they teeter and totter because, of course, they've got none of the protective casing. Yeah. But yeah, there were def- going by when things were being filmed, there were definitely quite a few games that were either imports or pre-production. And certainly as we get into the final, one of the games that you guys played wasn't finished in the slightest. Rise of the Robots. Yeah, because there's only two characters available, if my memory's right. That's what we figured, yeah. Because like, it's basically like they make you switch who you're playing as. It's like well, you, one of you gets to play as the military robot, one of you gets to play as this one, and then you have to keep switching it around because there was only the two characters available in that version that you had. One of them was rubbish compared to the other, if my memory's right. So <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Ryan, right. and it was, it was like, like Wally and uh, Terminator. So I remember playing, I can't remember what it was now, I played something on, um, on the Atari Jaguar. It was a bit like Star Fox. Oh, was it a Cybermorph? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, that'd be one because I think because um, you, you played that in the final. That's like the first challenge that that Matthew plays for your team, and it is like it 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 is not a good game. But it was the first they they sort of um, headlined it as the first game ever to use some sort of polymorph technology or something or other. I don't know what it was, but that's it, it was, yeah, um, yeah. It's pretty rubbish. Where did you learn to? One of the things that um, Dave Perry keeps mentioning on commentary throughout the team championships is this, um, like, oh, it's so different when you're inside the cage, when you're actually like sitting down and playing the game. It was almost like as a way to like, if like a kid does like a really bad performance, he's like, you have no idea what it's like being in that cage and playing the game with the crowd around you. Was it like, was it genuinely like quite terrifying being in that cage? So so, so you're in, you're in like almost like an air air raid um, bunker. The smell's pretty horrible. It's really sort of damp and dusty smell. Not not much um, uh, uh, ventilation in there at all. Because if I remember, you go down, you know, a good flight, good couple of flights of stairs. So it's, it's, it is underground, and then you've got the camera, you've got the lights, the heat, the crowd. Everyone's packed in there. People watching it. Um, I don't know, twenty, twenty people, thirty people, but in in a quite a tight space. And then you've got the heat of the cameras. Um, and then stupidly, I, I wore um, a, 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 a hoodie. So in one of the episodes, you can see I'm literally purple in the face because um, it's so hot. 
and then you're in this 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 steel cage and everyone's banging on the on the the wire cage so yeah it's quite it's quite an atmosphere and the adrenaline's kicking in really you know shake hands shaking in an excited way Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You said that like that you you're up against like really good games players. Going by the, your quarterfinal, your semifinal, how confident were you as a team going into the final? I was super confident. I guess looking back at it, it was it was just more about winning each game. I was more concerned, um, and it sounds really arrogant me saying this, but I'll say it anyway. Um, I was more concerned about my my teammates not not winning, <laughs> which um, and yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about the the, the final, that was um, so Matthews game in the final so th- this is essentially why, why we lost uh, one of the reasons why we lost i knew matthew had street fighter 2 turbo edition i think it was on the snes he was playing in the final that's right yeah. and we'd been practicing with the other guys and the other guy couldn't do a dragon punch and when he selected ken i said to matthew just be chun lee and just head stomp him you know just go off the side of the screen head stomp him you know just just a bit of a bit of a low blow but just do that and you know he can't defend it and for some reason, he didn't. He decided to choose Ryo or Ken. I can't remember which way around it was. And he just got fireballed. So, yeah, that was very frustrating. And then the, the controversy around the, the final. Basically, what happened is, is we were against this team who were, I think they were 15 or 16 years old, two or three years older. But at that age, it's, it's quite a big jump. So what happened is, for the first time in the whole series, they were looking for a game that neither Paul or the other chap had played at all. And um, someone suggested striker on the SNES, and and, they, and this other chap who was going to be uh, playing against Paul said, um, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's play, let's play striker on this on or super striker on the SNES." And someone told me that he had played it in the semi-finals, therefore he had had five or six hours practice on the game beforehand. So I started to try and pipe up and tell the producer that he played it in the. And I was going, excuse me, excuse me. And he turned around and grabbed me by the throat and put me up against the wall and said, if you tell the producers, I'll effing stab you. 
Um, at which point I burst into tears and ran off. And um, the rest is history. Bloody hell. Yeah. Well, I, I did. <laughs> yeah, so that was when you mentioned controversy. That was... Um, well, that's why it's sort of bittersweet and still not that I hold a grudge. That's why I asked you if you managed to get hold of anyone else, because it'd be yeah, quite interesting to have a conversation with him. You uh, you cheated us out of uh, winning, basically. That's nuts. Because it's, it's funny because like we were talking to Dominic Diamond uh, just yesterday, and he was because he's been doing a lot of research for the the Games Master Order history. And what he said that was the controversial thing about Series Three, about the, the final of the Team Championships, is that there was a problem with Rise of the Robots. And that meant that the wrong team went out, which was the Elite Three. Apparently, they weren't meant to go out at that point. And it was, and, and I, I don't know which team it was uh, of you and the Mega Maniacs that were supposed to have gone out at that point. Yes, there was. There was. There was. There was. Yeah. 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 And so basically, um, yes, you're right. That, I don't think it was when we were playing it. It was when he was playing the other team. But what happened is I remember them being um, uh, um, consoled because they were really upset. And as a sort of goodwill gesture, they gave them because there was um, I, I remember wanting to help myself, but I um, I was a, a good little boy, so I didn't, didn't nick anything. But there was this cardboard box, like a proper, you know, two foot square cardboard box full of, of games cartridges, literally full. So it must have been, I don't know. Uh, over a hundred titles, um, just a box full of games, and I was thinking, "Wow, you know, <laughs> I know like fifty pounds at, at, at the point." Um, and they basically just said, "Help yourself to these lads." So they grabbed sort of five or six games each. But yeah, I do remember that now. So one of the things like we found out, apparently, there were like there were legal threats, and like parents got involved and everything about the Elite Three. Like the Elite Three's parents essentially got involved. Oh, wow. Apparently, yeah, there were legal threats made against um, uh, the production company against Hewland about their team going out. Um, and like um, Dominic Diamond said, that's. But that's why they scrapped off doing the team championships again, because they were like, we're not getting ourselves into this again. But what you just said about Stryker, that's uh, that's caught me and Luke off guard. Yeah, it really like, has. We've <laughs> never heard anything about that. That's crazy. So, yeah, it was the chap with the, the, the leather jacket and the slick back. It was a captain, and he literally grabbed me and said, if you effing tell them that, I will stab you. And um, at that age, I just... <laughs> not surprised i'd I'd have done the exact i'd have done the exact same thing same i mean i was pretty much uh, the same age as you at the time you were on the show and if someone had done that to me i'd have just stayed very quiet he was head and shoulders above me as well i mean i'm I'm 35 i'm 35 i'd do it now (laughs) yeah i mean regarding obviously the experience and and the threat by the other team captain you kept quiet at that point. Did you say anything to anyone afterwards? Or, you know, did, did you raise it either with your parents or with the production company or just people at school? No, I, I, I think at the time, I just wanted to get out of there. You know, I, was, I, I remember being quite shaken up and I just wanted to get out. And then obviously they played and, and lost. But I think you can see if you watch it back afterwards, you can see I'm quite sort of shaken by, by, the, by the ordeal. But no, I don't think I mentioned it to my parents. In fact, I, I mentioned this, uh, me doing this today to my mum a couple of days ago, because my mum and my dad were, the, were their parents out of the three of us who ferried us down to London to do the recordings and the heats and sort of chaperoned the three of us. And I mentioned it to my mum and I, I recounted the story and she, she uh, I don't believe it to be true, but she, she um, it was news to her. And that was only a couple of days ago, so maybe I didn't. Maybe I was too embarrassed to tell her. Uh, has that moment like soured your memory of the team championships? Yeah, it's it's it's, and I, I'm not gonna. It's it's sad, really, because it was such an amazing experience. You know, especially as a, as an avid gamer, I loved gaming 
and then to finish on such a sour note of course it, it um it was sad yeah really sad arguably we were robbed because if they played a game because i know paul was very good at gaming. Matthew was a bit of a, a weak link by his own admission, um, but me and Paul were, were hot, if I can uh, use that term. And, and, and I mean, that was literally the first time Paul had ever played that game, and I think he lost 3-2, or he lost by one goal. So testament to him, to lose by one goal to a, a, a cheat is... Um, pretty damn good no it was actually we, we were saying when we did the the review of the episode like it is a great comeback like it's a really really good because like i, I think we was kind of behind you anyway as, as a team to to kind of go on and win so yeah, it, re- it really was this like excellent comeback story that just like it was just it was defeat snatched from the jaws of victory if you will and also, um, as I, I mentioned earlier, the, the one game that stuck out in my head was the Mario Kart against, um, I think, Sunil. And he, like I said, he every single time just wiped the floor of everyone. And then on the, on the night, I won it. And then that happened a couple of times. It happened with, with against Autumn when I played Street Fighter 2. He was beating me in the practice. And then on the night, I, I beat him. So we, we, it was, yeah, from the, from the jaws of defeat pretty much um, every, every time. And then to, to get it snatched out of my hands the last minute by a cheat is uh yeah it was it was it was disheartening yeah but, it is, yeah yeah you were you were the runners-up in the end you've got your you got your games master golden joystick uh what was the like reaction at school like uh as you as a as the runner-up yeah it was it was yeah it's quite cool obviously there were there were four four channels um on the tv back in those days so you didn't if you were that age you didn't really have a choice to watch it was either that or probably um countdown yeah it was quite cool obviously we filmed it but it wasn't on for months later so yeah it was quite cool walking into school the next day and people oh yeah that's how i roll uh yeah it was quite cool <laughs> did, did you ever take the joystick in and just put it on the desk and go oh this oh this lit this old thing oh what's yeah what's that oh um i think i must have i think i probably did <laughs> as cheesy as it is um Nah, not cheesy. Yeah, nope. I probably did. I, I don't remember exactly. It was probably a show and tell or some, something. Um, yeah, I'm sure I did. I don't really remember. <laughs> Going on, obviously, the team championships did air. And then after the team championships, everything changed on Games Master again. Dominic Diamond came back. We all went to hell. Were you still watching the show at that point? Were you still a fan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we applied for a couple of other game shows as well. We applied for that um, Dungeon Master or something. It was one where they wore that silly hat. A nightmare. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And they wore, yeah, yeah, and you couldn't see. And yeah. Yeah. So we applied for that as well. Um, But um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, If it was on now, I'd probably still watch it. And then obviously years later, I think I went on YouTube, probably about, I don't know when it was, 10, 15 years ago. And just out of interest, see if there was any episodes of the team championship and came up Simon Amstel. And I was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> I remember him. Have you watched the episodes back then? Like, I mean, recently, like, have you, like, when was the last time you saw them? No, I've only really watched the clips on um, YouTube of Simon Amstel. Games Master clips. I, I, don't, I didn't know that they were available on the on domain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, every episode is up there in full. Oh, is it? My, I'll have to show because I've got a ten year old boy who um, is probably next door on his PlayStation, and yeah, he's he's he, yeah. As most ten year old boys who are into gaming want to be um, uh, a YouTuber, I'll have to show him. You were a YouTuber before YouTube even existed. You were you were doing Twitch streams. You know, you were the precursor for that trendsetter yeah because so i was chatting to i don't know if you know a youtuber called nitro luke um nitro luke dx he's uh he lives um he lives in farnborough which is not far from where i live and he's got an esports place and he's yeah he's got about uh, about a million um subscribers on 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 youtube plays 
uh, Call of Duty, mm. 12 hours a day, Call of Duty, mm. and race it in. So my son had a birthday party at, at the venue. They were playing Minecraft and stuff like that. And, and I managed to have a chat with, with Nitro Luke, and he's a really nice, really nice guy. And so I sort of went over, I was like, oh, yeah, um, yeah, I used to sort of do this back in the day. I was on a thing called Games Master. You might have heard of it. And he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Games Master Golden Joystick? No. Oh. No idea what you're talking about. That was a bit awkward. Uh, one of the good chaps that worked there knew knew about it. He he was the guy out the back that had all the retro games consoles. Uh, so he is, yeah, Christ, it shows shows yeah. So there's this guy out the back with all these retro games consoles, and he was, oh, I'm really excited. Bring your joystick in. I'd be really cool to see that. And Nitro Luke, who's like, yeah, multi millionaire um, YouTuber, never heard of it, mate. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, I was going to ask, like, how often does it come up in conversation that, like, you know, like, I held, by the way, I was on TV and I was the runner up in the only Games Master Team Championships. Uh, usually after a few drinks. Uh, and then I, I sort of cringe <laughs> afterwards and go, why did I bring that up? Or, or someone usually throws, you know, in fact, usually it's someone throws me under the bus. It'd be like in a pub or something. They'll throw me under the bus and say, um, oh, yeah, you were a Games Master. You're a Telly, weren't you, sir? Tell them. And then I'll tell the story. And uh, yeah. They probably laugh at me behind my back, but at the time they're like, "Oh, that's you know, cool." Especially when I mention, you know, I met Jet from the Gladiators and Macho Man Randy Savage. That's that's sort of the the winning ticket, I guess. Are you looking back on it now? It's been nearly thirty years since the team championships, and although you had like a, a very traumatic experience in the final, um, do you have like is it overall positive feelings uh, and positive memories you have about uh, the team championships? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was it was very cool for a very long time. Um, I still look back at it fondly. But uh, yeah, as I said, do you know what, if that hadn't happened, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here now. Well, I might not be sitting here now, you know, different, even negative things that happen in your life. I take a view that, you know, if it doesn't kill you, it just makes you stranger. And you know, it's how you um, it's, it's how you react to those things that happen that, you know, weren't great at the time. They make you the person you are today. So it is what it is. Happy now. So maybe it was a good thing. Always look for the positives. But the only thing I wanted to ask about uh, just before we do let you go is how did it come up in the, the like, you have 14 cats and your sister is Marnie. You used to collect teddy bears and like all of that stuff that was in like your uh, final video package. Like, how did that come about? First up, team captain Sam Thompson used to collect teddy bears, but now he likes to cook. He's got 14 cats and one sister, Marnie. And his hero is Michael Jordan. So that was filmed just before we did the final. Um, so the same weekend, I think it was on like, I don't know, on the Saturday and then the, um, the, the we played the, the final on the Sunday or something like that. Or might be done over a bank holiday, I think. And they just asked us loads of questions. And yeah, sure enough, we did have loads of cats. We, we had five cats and two of them had kittens at the same time. We ended up with 14 of them. I, I'll be honest, I'm really glad to have an explanation for the 14 cats because I was just going, how do you do 14 cats? A couple of cats, two cats both having kittens. Now that absolutely <laughs> makes sense. Like, I've got a list of yeah. unanswered questions about Series 3 and 14 cats was definitely one of those unanswered <laughs> questions. <laughs> You're some crazy cat, man. Yeah, some crazy cat lady mother. But yeah, I think my sister was more embarrassed about that picture. The, the thing that they say in sort of your video package is that, you know, you have a sister that's called Marnie, uh, but also... His ambition is to be a fireman, but at the moment he's just looking for a girlfriend, as he met Marnie. Yeah, that's a bit weird. So my sister's five years older, so she would have been, um, uh, what, 18, 19 at the time. But yeah, her name's Hermione, and uh, yeah, we call her Miney. And do you still cook now? Yeah, I do, actually, yeah. <laughs> <I forgot. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I do. I cook quite a lot. Yeah, I do. I do like my cooking. Awesome. Well, Sam, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much uh, for telling us your story and kind of like filling in some of the gaps for Siri uh, for the team championships. And likewise, likewise, it's uh, yeah, bits that I'd uh, forgotten or blocked out uh, have, have come back. Yeah, no, thank you so much, man. It was an absolute pleasure. Once again, thank you to Sam for taking the time to speak with us on this podcast. It was really, really awesome to have a chat with him. And we messaged him afterwards. You know, he was totally cool about telling us that story. And he enjoyed going down this trip through memory lane. And it was really awesome as well to see that Games Master Team Championships golden joystick. It was engraved and everything. It was really, really cool. Like, you know, we've spoken to Jack Templeton, who's been writing the Games Master Oral History. And even he hasn't seen that. So that's really, really awesome for, for Sam to share that with us thank you all so much for listening you all rule we'll be back in seven days time with series four episode zero taking you through the summer months that we missed in between series three and series four if you want to get in touch with us we are on twitter at under console pod on instagram at under dot console links to our discord are in the show notes we would love for you to come and join us over there and if you want to support this podcast monetarily you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash under console pod where you'll get access to ucp extra which is basically this kind of show but we do other shows we've done nightmare funhouse the real ghostbusters recently earthworm gym and press gang you'll also get access to our monthly community show under console nation and at the five pound level you'll get access to next week's show one week early and ad free and at the 10 pound level you get an extra bonus merch pack and your name read out in the credits like these fine folks xanderthal william two bod simon sean hannon sean dunn Robert Johnson, Rich Pemberton, Pink Lithium, Nick, Misha, Matt, Kevin, Joe, Jamie, Gordon, David Palmer, David Fisher, Colin, Cliff, Alexis, Adam Warrington, and Adam D. We will see you in seven days' time. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.